Hi, this is Lilia with the Help Yourself podcast. And today I am delighted to have with me Freddie Kimball. I met Freddie through the now famous Amp Coil. <laughs> and he is also the, the creator of the Beautifully Broken podcast. Uh, Freddie, thank you so much for coming on the Help Yourself podcast. Of course. I'm excited to be here. I'm honored to be here. And we're you know, utilizing technology that uses sound and frequency. And I always think it's amazing to think about the idea of the internet that I speak. All the words are moved into code, binary code, zeros and ones. They go over the Atlantic. They bounce up and down to five or six satellites. And then they reorganize and bounce into your computer. And it's the same thing I'm saying in real time. I don't understand why people think um, we're not, we're living in the age of, Star Trek. It's wild. It is totally wild. And the amp coil is wild. Um, let's just start talking about the amp coil because that's how we met. And then let's we'll, go. Yeah. And then we'll go into your story, which I only became aware of afterwards, which is I really want to hear, as well as everybody listening, I really want to hear the details of that. So yeah. the amp coil. Um I was it was actually Stuart at the farm who said this amp coil, we need to do more research on it. We need to check it out. And we just, right, okay. My friend said, look, let's just get them. Let's do it, we need them. And we ordered, spoke to you. They were getting made for us and they're here now and we have case studies um, ongoing. And as I was saying to you before we started, people are saying to me already, could I be feeling better already after like mm -hmm. four, sessions so please tell us all about this phenomenal PEMF device yes and so let's start there let's start amp coil is actually a, a BAMF it's an acronym B-A-M-F and what we would say is bioacoustic amp coil magnetic fields BAMF and so what amp coil is doing is running sound software for the body off of a tablet just like an iPad or a Samsung tablet or an Android tablet, we're taking that sound through a, a, a very innovative design on an audio amplifier, and we're giving that sound boost, and then we're running it through a magnetic modified Tesla coil in which the sound is turned into a, uh, an auditory magnetic wave. So it's almost like we're singing a song to the body in, in the vernacular, the language of magnetics. So we're getting the benefits of sound therapy and magnetics and bioresonance and sound software all in one tool. And what we, what we do with the amp coil essentially does is it's a tool that works with the energetic body. That's it. You, you have to know as a human being, you don't have to know. It'd be helpful for you to accept that the human being generates a magnetic field as a result of our life force, you know, we are, we were, I was thinking about this this morning, our, our livelihood life, life is a, is a protein expression. So energetically, my energetic bot embodiment of the cell is expressed in all these different proteins, which make me feel like me and sound like me and move like me, think like me. And when that magnetics is full and robust and cultivated, we're very healthy. When our magnetics drops, or we could say, voltage or energetic or charge of the body, we trend towards illness. And the human, the human me, the cells of me, the cells that are outnumbered 10 to one microbes, bacteria, and viruses, 
is, is a figure people often throw out that, that very small portion of that. Um, I start to be more vulnerable to disease towards infection, towards microbes, towards arthritis and fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue and brain fog, right? My body doesn't work as good. It's, it's not as energetically robust because I've had a drop in magnetics. And so what we found is, is that therapies like pulse electromagnetic field, which is a PEMF device and things like sound therapy, um, they can help complement the energetic body and allow the body to function as it should. The body's an innate healing body. And so, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tie this up, but essentially what Ampcoil is doing is helping the body auto-regulate or self-correct or manage as it, as it should through the process of entrainment. And when I say sound therapy, we're giving the body a lesson plan, just like we would teach the body French or a second language or a Spanish, you know, it's subtle cues and reminders in the form of binary code, which the body basically picks up over time. It's just like going to a yoga class and watching the teacher cue you through 26 poses. Eventually you're going to start to be able to move through the class and flow without even really watching the instructor. The body knows we have this intuitive knowing. And so with that, you'll get more hip mobility. Maybe your back doesn't hurt as much. Maybe your, your posture starts to stand up and you're actually taller, measurably taller after going to yoga. And so we can see these benefits take on in the physical body through the process of entrainment or learning much the same way. We can watch this happen with sound therapy or um, the benefit of pulse electromagnetic field. Now it's, it's not quite that simplistic, but that's a great way to just, just dive in and think about like, what is this thing doing this amp coil? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> I'm glad you described it. That's fantastic. So the the thing, the the brilliant thing about it is, and I think everybody should have one in their house. <laughs> mm-hmm. If they have money to buy it, I think, you know, as a preventative tool um, for what we've discovered, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I put it on my friend when there was four dogs in the house and the dogs all gravitated over to the coil. Have you, have you found yeah. that? Yeah, pets really benefit from magnetics and sound therapy. And, and what, what you're experiencing is animals do not have a placebo. When they like something, they gravitate towards it. They go towards it. So we often have people telling us that their dogs always will go curl up on them when they are coiling. And we say coiling. Coiling is a verb for yes. amp coil. It's using the amp coil. You're running a sound session, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever the session length is but they'll often curl up and, and they, and, and owners say, well, my pet has less, ar- less arthritis. They're more relaxed. Their coats a little shinier, you know, their finger and their nails look healthier. We could see this in human beings too. We'll often, often people say my fingernails have changed their strength and quality. They're growing faster, or maybe I'm experiencing a, a quicker turnover. Maybe I've got a little bit of glow in my skin, mm-hmm. right? Because that does happen with uh, we could we could go into the physics of magnetics, but that is one of the benefits. Yeah, absolutely. And there there's all different programs, obviously, that we can run. Um, you know, from relaxing to more po- feeling more positive. But then there's obviously all the things that when we get into the nitty gritty of the body that are usually the kind of root cause of a lot of the autoimmune and chronic diseases, where the parasites, the bacteria, the leaky guts, toxins, food poisoning all of these things that, that's, you know, that start off as a nothing too serious, but when they're 
ignored and not rebalanced, they can end up, like you were saying, um, you know, really low in your electromagnetic um, charge, which I actually wrote a book about that called Scotland's Wild Medicine, about how we should be out charging in the in nature in that field and uh, yeah. how when we cut ourselves off from that field we become depleted yeah 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 it's so- it's so powerful and and i've been thinking a lot about this and and in the field of you know i would i would really call myself like a professional biohacker you know i've i've, I've taken a lot of technology and i apply that to my biology and i see how i can i can improve things through technology a lot of the technology that I've found, which is transformative, has been things that trend us towards the vibration or signaling of nature, whether that's a magnetic field that naturally generates from the Earth's core or spectrums of light that we are deficient of by being inside all the time, feet on the ground by experiencing an electron exchange through the dirt and grounding, um, being exposed to uh, hormetic stressors like extreme cold. Right. And the body taking the stressor or the signaling from the stressor and autocorrecting. And, and, and it's, it's, it's always something that is going to trend or align or remind us of our natural state of being. Exactly. When you mentioned the disease state, you know, yes, there's so many programs to play on Ampoil. I think that's why as far as, as technology, I'm just going to adjust my chair here. Um, a technology, you know, I think people trend towards Ampcoil because there's so much versatility within the software. As you mentioned, there's a program for relax all and nervous system reset. Well, there's also deep sleep. There's pain, bone pain, um, tendons and ligaments, kidney, large intestine. And all we're doing is we're playing a song for this tissue or this organ. You know, and there's there's a myriad of different ways you can come up with a, a frequency to benefit this area of the body, but all we're doing is playing a song. Right. It's the body that's self-correcting or um, auto-regulating. We can think about, like you said, that the the idea that there's a deeper level of a microbe or an overburden of infection causing the imbalance or illness. I, I always question that. I don't know. You know, I was on with a very famous doctor just just before you doing a podcast. We were talking about Lyme disease, all the co-infections that go along with Lyme. The, the number of uh, resistant microbes that can exist in the red blood cell. And I think it's also valuable to know that, that our antibodies don't necessarily go in the red blood cell. These chronic infections hide out, they overwhelm the body. So how do we, how do we deal with those? And really what we both agreed on so vehemently was that we need to support the innate immune system of the body. There is nothing that we've ever come close to in, in the entire arc of human beings being on the planet that has been that divine as far as a mechanism to keep us healthy and robust. And so all these things we mentioned, these hormetic stressors all complement immune balance or uh, 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 like an autocorrective state that the body does until it doesn't. So is it the overwhelming of microbes or do we look to what the science says, the popular indicators of all-cause mortality, number one being stress, chronic stress, allowing for these imbalances to happen? And I think that's, I think that's why I've found such great benefit in using technology to bring my body back in alignment with nature. 
because all of those things in nature do such a great job at reminding us what real stress is. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think for sure, I always see it as there's a straw that breaks the camel's back, you know, because stress mm. on the body can come in all these different ways that we've just talked about. And then suddenly the knees bend and, you know, disease starts to, um, you know, manifest. So mm. obviously if you can sing the lullaby of the amp coil to the cells, you're just going to help ease that stress. And ultimately that's what we're, we're we need to yeah. do is take the weight off. And what I love about the amp coil is that given that so many people right now are anxious and uh, exhausted, and that's putting it politely. Um, politely, yes. Yeah, you, they, you, you, they just come in and sit in our little room, put the amp coil on, they're fully dressed, and they just sit for the 45 minutes or an hour, and then they leave. And they're... Mm -hmm feel better just having that time to themselves you know you're not saying change your diet eat drink more water get in the ice <laughs> yes you know i think right now january in scotland is hard enough <laughs> it's yes. been very very dark and um i think it's just it's just a wonderful addition to our well-being hub so thank you for that so oh my goodness i'm i'm glad i could be a part of connecting you guys and just uh -huh. again bringing, I think I'll, I'll say my role at Ampcoil is I run sales and marketing ish. We don't really market. We just, we, we work with people using the device and we, we speak to their experience. Really. That's our, that's our marketing. Yes. Um, and, and we just, what we try to do is bring the best understanding about what the tool does, set appropriate expectations, how to use it. Um, we have a great, you know, teaching videos on, on an amp coil Academy, what it is, but really what, what I do is just try to help people understand it and explain it. And, and so you can embrace it a little better and not see it as this weird, um, you know, space aids technology. It's really ancient technology, which is ushering in magnetics and sound into the body. Like you said, in that 45 minute window person pops up off the session and, and you can, many times you're like, oh, your skin's glowing a little bit. You have that amp coil glow after you've done a session. Yeah, fantastic. But you can also get the a detox. I mean, I've gone right into the heavy metals and because um, mm -hmm. that's longstanding being an issue for me that if I'm, if I'm not mindful. Um, so I definitely did feel detoxy symptoms. Mm -hmm. So I, I was warning, you know, the, the case study guys about that, you know, if you're not familiar with kind of cleansing the body and understand that the body may want you to sleep a little bit more, there may be headache. Mm -hmm. I would normally have a coffee enema. Yes. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Um, so yeah, um, it's, I think the more you understand the body, the, the, the innate healing power that it is, the, the intelligence blows my mind when you think that we all started as one cell <laughs> mm -hmm. and it multiplied and then you know whoever thought they could they were more intelligent than this you know it's just it's mad and that's what I love about the, this kind of technology where you're working with the body rather than trying to kill all the things that are in it or you know put, make it worse often to try and make it better so mm -hmm. this the worst thing that could happen I say is nothing <laughs> and we know mm -hmm. that something will happen you know, um, and it's just a case of, I suppose, at some degree, how much you want to engage and embrace the opportunity as well. Uh, opportunity, I, th I think for me, 
I've always viewed illness as an opportunity. I view imbalance as a, as an opportunity. I am of the belief system. We're not here to just be pleasure seekers, but probably from my experience and most of the stories we tell is, is communities and tribes. We, we tell stories of adversity. Yeah. You know, Marvel is so popular because we love a superhero <laughs> and most the, the the most compelling thing for me about a superhero is their pain to power scenario in which they were thrust onto the world stage to be a healer for lack of a better term you know especially people like batman who is a normal guy who is very resourceful coming up with all these technological advancements to be able to fight crime or iron man mm-hmm. you know those uh it's it's fascinating to me even even spider-man you know who is a who is a man who is bitten by a radioactive spider. And so I, I think we tell these stories yes. um, is a way to embody what we're all, what we're all feeling as a way to deal with the pain as a way to um, identify with the hero inside. So I, I, I really do feel the value of, of, you know, personally going through chronic illness, being sick at one point and, and seeing how you can take all that information and all that signaling and grow right? Really take that, that pressure situation and, and really expand your, your level of awareness about what it is to be a human being and be resourceful and resilient in the face of adversity. Yeah. Resilience. That's my word of 2022. We need to be more resilient. We are resilient. We will always, but sometimes we don't realize that until we're forced to dig deep. Um, and that's when we realize the power that we have inside. So can we talk about your health journey can you do you mind telling us about that no i can i can tell that um i can tell that story very succinctly i i I, listen i could i could say you know i was well until one day i wasn't and and really if i if i if i digest my story i can i could show you points throughout my life my childhood where there was emotional wounding or trauma maybe some toxic exposure maybe a relationship with a parent where I was harboring anger or rage, of course. But essentially, uh, when I was 23, I woke up one day with extreme, extreme joint pain. I mean, every joint in my body, my fingers, I could barely close my hands. My knees were like watermelons. At that time in my life, I didn't do a lot about it. I, I had sought out some doctors. I had essentially taken painkillers all day just to deal with the pain, Advil, Indomethacin, Celebrex. I did that for about three years until one day I had some pain in my groin area. I wandered into an emergency room. I was diagnosed with testicular cancer. That diagnosis turned into metastatic cancer when I finally went to a, a secondary hospital. And they said, listen, your tumor has spread. There's about nine tumors in your abdomen, all the lymph nodes in your peritoneum cavity, your left kidney, your vena cava running to your heart. We had talking about the surgical team to go in and remove these tumors. And I just remember being in this hospital bed and thinking, oh my God. I mean, just the level of shock and disbelief. It was, it was unreal. It was like the worst movie you've ever seen. It was the best movie you've ever seen as far as like a a hero's transformation. But in that moment, I really had to pivot and say, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I was pursuing acting and music theater at at the time I was in New York city being a Broadway performer or climbing, you know, climbing the hill to, to do all these wonderful things. And my career was going great. You know, everything is wonderful. And then you got cancer and you have to make a hard pivot. And that is going to be your life's work for a little while. Mm -hmm. So 
I did all the Western medicine things. I did all the chemotherapy I could take. Ended up doing this huge surgery in which they opened my, my chest, pelvis to pelvis to sternum, took out all the digestive organs, took out the remaining cancer lumps, sewed me back up and put me together. And it was kind of around this time. I was like, okay, this is where I write my book. This is where I call Oprah. I'm going to be a spokes, spokesperson for testicular cancer and healing all chronic illness. And this is really when I started to get very, very sick. I started to have these complications known as abdominal adhesions, where scar tissue would form in the small bowel. I'd be rushed to the emergency room, level 10 pain. I mean, blinding pain, screaming for like 48 hours because they wouldn't release. And a, a doctor looked at me. He's like, hey, you don't have cancer. Welcome to the adhesion club. This is going to be this way for the rest of your life. And we'll eventually see you in here. Well, we'll, you know, we'll cut you open again. And sure enough, in 2011, I was rushed to the emergency room one time, slid open my stomach, took out a foot of small bowel, stapled me back up. Well, this kept happening. I kept having these incredible bouts of uh, partial obstruction in my small bowel and started to lose weight. Immune system crashed chronic fatigue syndrome set in, the horrible joint pain just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And, and really all this adversity just drove me to, oh my God, what am I going to, I'm going to die. You know, what am I going to do? Cause I just started to, I started to look very sick. I didn't feel well. I was jaundice. I was, yeah, I look back at old pictures. I was like yellow, you know, my poor liver was so upset and I kind of jumped in with both feet. I changed everything I could get my hands on. The first thing was food. You know, I went to a total ancestral diet, like modeling after Weston A. Price or a paleo diet and noticed a big reduction in inflammation. It was a great example of, look, I changed something. I had a huge reduction in joint pain. And at the same time, it didn't help the adhesions. You know, I was still experiencing these terrible, terrible, terrible bouts of pain. I was, I was in and out of shows. I'm still performing at the time. I'm in fan of the opera on Broadway. I'm in, um, Billy Elliot traveling around the country in these shows and I'm really struggling, you know, uh-huh. and I had to start asking different questions. Like, cause the answers I were getting were not great. I was just waiting for a surgery number three or four or five. And I started to listen to experts in the field. Like at the time it was like Tim Ferriss, Dave Asprey, some Andrew Huberman lab, and really started to think about the nervous system and what healing was. Think about energetics. And like we talked about PEMF ozone therapy. And I had a bucket of things that were wrong with me. You know, if I can't, if I went down the list, it was like abdominal adhesions, um, hormone dysfunction, complete imbalancing of, of all my existing hormones, Lyme disease. I had a toxic mold exposure. I lived in a toxic home in the string of all that shenanigans. So I was, I was very, very unwell and listening to these experts in the field and getting information from podcasts. You know, I started to try things like red light therapy and amp coil and ozone therapy and stem cells and hyperbaric chambers and cryotherapy and ice baths. And eventually I put together, I put together a, uh, a protocol and started to have really good benefit. Most, most notably when I started to use PEMF and frequency and amp coil and red light therapy, 
Mm-hmm. I, I noticed uh, such a shift in my abdominal pain that I went from having these adhesions where my bowel would twist every two weeks to going three months, four months. Um, now my last surgery is 2015. From today, it's 2022. So I've gone a really long stretch. And I will say uh, emergency room visits. Every time I say this, I think I'm going to jinx myself. I got to knock, I got to knock on wood because let's be honest. I'm also lucky that I haven't had, uh, an, an episode where I was taken to the emergency room with, with intestinal adhesions. And I didn't go in there and I didn't, I didn't, um, you know, I was still having incredible pain after, even after my last surgery in 2015, you know, I didn't change anything, but the, Pulse electromagnetics and the red light therapy, those are the two biggies for me, big ones that worked with the scar tissue enough, or they worked with my nervous system enough, or my body self-corrected some of those tissues where it just stopped being a problem. And I was like, I remember, I remember, you know, specifically uh, talking with some of the Amcoil team. I was like, wow, wow, this is dramatically different. And people in my community started to see that too. Like my parents, like I always canceled family vacations. I was always, uh, I would make plans to go do something with the family. I pretty much just didn't show up because I could wake up that morning and just be debilitated and pain and just feeling really, really sorry for myself. So it was these at home lifestyle practices that I brought into my home, not in a doctor's office that really moved the needle for me. And it really just got me on board and started to build my belief system that, wow, while my body can do this, my body can heal, my body can heal. I, yeah, I, I can't say anything was so profound as, as um, amp coil and red light therapy. I, I think there's benefit in, in so many of the different technologies I talk about on the podcast, but those were the two big ones for me. And they continue to keep my body in this, in a, a relatively state of uh, amazing balance. So you know, I've watched all the biomarkers change, mold toxicity, biotoxin illness gone, mold toxins gone from all my markers, my um, immune cell, my, my white blood cell count back into the normal range after doing all that chemo for the first time ever. I really, I'm, I'm off all medications. You know, I was on, I was on thyroid medication. I was on Plaquenil, which is an immune modifier, hydroxychloroquine, which is just famous in the last two years of the pandemic, but happens to be a great immune modifier for people with severe autoimmune conditions. Lo and behold, a drug that's relatively harmless and very effective for immune system modification, right? I had taken for 14 years. So to hear about these people, it's funny to, to just sidebar, to hear about people label it as some type of a weird quack drug that doesn't work. I was like, how ignorant and what a limited experience to just really speak from ignorance and fear that you don't think that this is a valid thing that has a huge effect on malaria, right? Malaria was killing so many people across the world. Hydroxychloroquine was a huge advent in that virus, which infects the red blood cell. Um, it's saving millions of lives. So it was again, but I'm off all these medications, right? I keep having, I keep getting more energy. I keep feeling improvement by no means. I just want to say this to anybody listening. It's not that like these two things healed me. They gave my body information, which my body self-corrected. And I can only tell you that because my body continues to improve. Yes. 
you know, it continues to grow stronger. My energy is more and more vital. Um, I feel very charged up and excited to be a human being. I'm very excited to, to help mankind move forward, you know, in, in the very limited time we have on earth, I'm very passionate about healing and wellness and like being in a good, a good positive mindset and all, all that energetic, all those energetics or that, that terrain of, of emotions that I just talked about, they're all supported by amp coil. They're all supported by red light therapy, by ice baths and, and all the things that I do as part of my, my daily lifestyle. It's not a, it's not a sacrifice. It's not like, Oh, I gotta go do this treatment. It's just something I do like brushing my teeth. Yeah. So when you say everybody should have an amp coil in your home, yes. Uh, the society that we've designed or lifestyle that we've designed is not, is, is, not necessarily going to complement your best health. Absolutely. I do think we need daily things like an amp coil, which I would equate to a toothbrush. If you want to keep your teeth, you should brush them and you should floss and you should probably do some oil pulling, right? If you want to have really smooth, non-wrinkly skin, if you want to look really young, use a red light panel. You know, if you want your voltage and energetics to continue to be complemented and boosted and supported, have a conversation with somebody that knows something about pulse electromagnetic fields and sound therapy. I think all those things are valuable and they're all, um, they're all based in, in the popular scientific literature. So that is my quick story. (laughs) (laughs) That is a remarkable story. So, I mean, you kind of glossed over it. I mean, that kind of level of pain, but also because I work a lot with people who have been diagnosed terminal or incurable, because I know sometimes that's not true. How, mm-hmm. how did you deal with the fear or was it, do you think your age made you think there's no way I'm going to die? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think that ignorance, I think I'm lucky. I was started to get sick when I was 23. I think I'm lucky. I got cancer at 26. I did not think about death when I was rolled into some of these surgeries. Although I had some moments, let's be honest. I had some fleeting, fleeting moments. I had moments in, and I, 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 I could do a whole podcast on this one surgery after chemo called the retroperitoneal lymph node dissection, where they do the, the sternum to, to pelvis. It's a very long surgery and mine was very complicated and it didn't go so well. So my two day visit turned into 12 days and, in, in you know, with tubes down my throat and breathing mask and no food, not even ice, not even ice cubes. You know, I just laid in a hospital bed and kind of watched people come in and out and very much thought, you know, I was like, I'm going to (laughs) die. Like I had those, I had those, those, those feelings and, um, just, just, you know, that, and, and that, that I will say, and, and that aspect, that is where the hand of God was over me. The hand of the creator of the universe was just saying, we're going to take you right to the edge and it's not quite your time. Uh Maybe it's not quite your time. So I, but, but some of the experience I lived through now, if I went through that again today, knowing what I'd know, I think I'd be way more scared (laughs) because, because I had this, I had this one point where my body started to fill with fluid post-surgery. It's called third spacing. And what happens is after a dramatic surgery, there's a lot of excess fluid from the cutting. And so your organs will absorb that your digestive organs, the small intestine, large intestine, the bowels organs weren't object, weren't, 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 um, absorbing that liquid. So my belly started to fill and I have pictures of my belly, like a pregnant woman at like 32 weeks. And one day I'm laying in bed and 
the staple holding again the the this uh, incision popped. No, and I just Lily, I started to leak and like leak like a garden hose, and I was like, oh, I'm dying. <laughs> like I just sat there. I was like, ah, and there's nothing you can do. There is nothing you can do. I didn't cry. I just watched it, and I was really in shock. So what I would tell you is, is that how do you deal with the fear? The fear really caught up to me and the dread and the existential crisis really caught up with me in the, in the first four months of the pandemic. Really? Having the world stop and slow down and not being able to run on my normal schedule. Mm. I, I felt that fear and existential dread and trauma really reverberated through my body. I went through like three to four months of not sleeping. When I say not sleeping, I mean like an hour a night. Uh And that is, if you've ever went through insomnia, it is the worst. It's just the worst you. um, And I felt crazy. You know, I was scared. I was scared to drive down the road. Everything was terrifying to me. Everything was terrifying to me. And I, I, I process, I, I really had to let the trauma move through my body Mm -hmm. from all of the, the things that, that I went through all the surgeries, the cutting, the, the chemotherapy and really had to develop a relationship with, um, I want the metaphysical world, this, the spiritual world, God, the universe, I really had to give it over. Right. And just be brought to my knees. Mm -hmm. And so that, that humility or that understanding and, and, and I think about this, the divine overlapping nature and the, the blessing of creation of the, the gift of being alive now all the time. And it's too, there's too many there's too many overlaps and synchronicities and, and magic in every single day to deny it. For me now, that's what I've come up with. I'm like, wow, if you really have your heart open to magic, you can kind of be smacked on your ass in a, in a state of wow every day. Yeah. I don't have to look far. Absolutely. And I think what I, as soon as I heard your story, because obviously when I met you and we were talking about the amp coil and you're so full of life and so vital, and then when I, when I saw you on the webinar, you had some pictures up and, you know, I, again, I think when you are sick and probably people watching this right now are in that phase to see you now, how inspiring, to, I mean, you would never in a million years have thought that you'd gone through what you've just described, which clearly you put it into a wee few minutes story. But I mean, that spanned over a few years, that whole story, didn't it? Mm. Uh, yeah, it was like 2006 to 2000 and, and really like middle of 2016, you know, that I was in crisis, crisis. Now I was always, I was still working. I was still supporting myself 100% financially. I did live with my parents when I would live with my brother, when I went through treatment for metastatic cancer. Uh, uh, but I, I supported myself financially through the whole thing, which is still, again, that's another podcast because I often hear people, uh, comment that, oh, how nice to have access to all these tools and all these things. Well, I was broke. I was broke when I got done with cancer. I didn't have a thousand bucks. I I remember I paid my taxes with my last like $35 in my bank account. You know, I worked for my, I was lucky enough to work for my dad while I was going through treatment, but I worked the whole time in an engineering firm, uh, doing architectural drafting, which I had done all through college. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really just, I, I, I packed my ducats away. And, and then when I started to have all these crazy, crazy extras, we'll call them extras happen after cancer, then I really had to get resourceful. 
You know, I had to, I had to, I didn't have to do anything, but I chose, I chose to rent out a bedroom in my two bedroom apartment in New York city and do an Airbnb. You know, I, I chose to, to really think about, I'm like, what do I really need? Not much. How many pairs of pants do I, re- two, three, you know, I really got, I didn't spend money on clothes, on things, nothing, unless it was related to building my health back. And so in this way, I really structured my life or I designed my life that was a funnel to keep building on previous improvements to, to get myself back into balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted it so bad. And, and, and I just, and I, and I know it's easy to think about um, the story I just tell, then you, you can, everybody has different access to levels of healing and medical treatment. And there's every country has a different uh, a, a wellness care his system or a system of disease management, whatever you want to call it. But it's, it's really up to, it's up to us. We have to see what we want. We have to visualize it. And we have to make a plan to go get it. Cause a lot of times there's not going to be somebody there to, to help you go do it. Absolutely. And one of the, the, the things about Heal Scotland is that it is a mission to educate, inspire and support people because, well, the systems are crumbling round about us, whether you're aware of it or not. Um, so, you know, the day might come where you, the one person you can rely on is yourself. And, you know, in Scotland, we have these bodies of cold water everywhere. It's simple. We can get into the forest. We can get in, you know, we're, we're surrounded. We're very sparsely populated. But the reality is right now, a lot of people have no idea about that and the impact that they can have on their own health and their immune system and their mental health, which is clearly an issue all over the world right now. So that reconnection to nature is, you know, so much of what we talk about in our book is free. <laughs> it's available mm-hmm. to everyone now you know I, I don't know what it's like in the states but even in our cities we have beautiful parks you know you can be within a 20 minute walk or certainly a short bus ride to somewhere where you can actually be by a river you can get cold you can breathe mm-hmm. but you still have to have a level of education to know but really know not just think mm, breathe and you know to actually understand how the body works and the absolute genius of it you know that we should be teaching our children how to breathe and manage their regulate their emotions and their their feelings and and clearly our blood pressure our oh I had a training with Adam last night amazing oh it was amazing (laughs) but you know all these things that we could we need to be we should know about our own body you know I I try to convince people that the body will heal and the doctors very often say no it won't <laughs> so you have this like well yes you can it's not easy as you well know you're there's a, a level of discipline and a level of coming out of your social life and your um you know the, the dining and whining and dining that well certainly most of us do here as mm-hmm. you know for, for our social pastime you maybe have to adjust how you do that Mm-hmm. in order to give the body back the, the energy and the time that it needs to, re, to repair and regenerate, which it is always striving to do if we allow it. So I think, I know that on your webinar, um, is it on YouTube anywhere or is that just a private one? Ampcoil is a, a private one, but, but yeah. we can always get somebody to link to that. Yeah, because I just, I thought it was, I, I loved it because you put all the, the protocols that you were doing up because I think you know we don't we're not saying that buy the amp coil and 
it, that's going to heal you, <laughs> which right. would be wonderful. It's, you know, it's the, it's part of that reharmonizing, getting back into alignment with mm-hmm. mother nature's food, mother nature's seasons, cycles, the circadian rhythm, you know, yeah. get allowing yourself to get hot and cold the way we did back in the day before central heating was, and everybody wanted everything kept at 20, whatever yeah. it is, degrees. So, you know, our immune system was with the body was always going to get cold and, you know, get hot, get hot. And that was, we all accepted that. And now we're, we're so unresilient. We don't yeah. like getting cold. We don't like getting too hot. We're, you know, it's like, come on guys. Yeah. You know, that's when the body naturally is, you know, getting rid of things that weren't meant to be there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that chronic stress, that cup of chronic stress, you know, the, yeah. the cold exposure is a great, great example of that, where you can pretty much measure in one session, you know, one three minute um, session in cold from three to three to five minutes at mm-hmm. 33 to 55 degrees. You know, you can watch the body have a shiver response and a, a parasympathetic rebound and, and all of a sudden the biometric, biometri- biometrics of the body look and perform better heart rate variability, heart rate, sleep latency, you know, deep sleep, those things are usually improved with some cold exposure. And blood sugar. I was, yeah. um, uh, I wasn't type two, but my, I could see my blood sugar was creeping up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I used to, and it would, could go down a whole point going into the cold. Now mm-hmm. that it works the other way for some people, you know, so, the, and that's yes. the unique thing. We're all very different, but I think certainly understanding you know, and having that knowledge. So therefore, if you ever need it, and let's face it, in this polluted planet, there's a very good chance that you will need it at some point in the yeah. future. Um, yeah. You know how to get back into balance and back into homeostasis, which is yeah. you know, where the body ultimately has the most effortless job of healing itself. Yeah, 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 it is. It's interesting just to just to add something, you know, homeostasis is, is the body's going to do whatever it can to remain balanced. Mm-hmm. it's going to do whatever it can. And the minute we lose homeostasis, you can almost think about it's going to take, what is it? I, I have the, I have the, the numbers. It's, it takes more than double the energy to bring us back. Yeah. So from a, think about a, a state that's a deficiency, you know, and once we're off the deficiency, it's like, we have to do double the effort and we can break this down and, and I can tell you from uh, the body is going to maintain a pH or an acidity between 7.35 and 7.45. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the level of pH, which is ideal for human cells. Um, the body's going to do whatever it can to maintain that. We can convert that through, an, through, a, through a, an equation, and we can say we can convert that to millivolts. Mm-hmm. I think it's negative 20 to negative 25 millivolts to, to have a, a, we can look at the millivoltage of a cell, the voltage of a cell. When a cell becomes sick, it needs an extra 50 millivolts to heal. Mm -hmm. This is the work of, of Dr. Jerry Tennant, uh, the attenuator, the Tennant Institute. He looks at voltage of the cell and yes, there is a way to measure voltage of the cell. And interestingly enough, the, uh, uh, a cell in a Petri dish, right? It exists at 90 millivolts, negative 90 millivolts, not negative 20. So a cell in a Petri dish has a different circuitry or voltage than the cell in a body. The collective is different. And the other thing I like to tell people about homeostasis is that 
the 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 human body has like however I'm gonna misquote this. I want to say it's forty eight thousand genes. Do you know how many genes the human body has? Nope. Well, there's one hundred and forty thousand different types of proteins or different types of cells. So it it should be you would think it'd be one in one. You'd think well, there's one hundred and forty thousand genes makes one hundred different one hundred forty thousand different types of proteins in the body. But it's really like. 30, it's like 38 or 28,000 genes in the human body make 144,000 different types of cells. So each individual gene is making different types of protein based on the environment around that gene. We have less genes than an apple. Mm -hmm. It's the system. It's the system. It's a systems approach. So segmenting medicine, we're saying when your gut's bad, I'm going to send you to um, a gut specialist, when your heart's bad, I'm going to send you a cardiologist, uh, pulmonologist, whatever. It, it's, 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 um, it's not very scientific. No. <laughs> you know, a systems approach is always going to steer you in a better direction for wellness or building a building or constructing a community. We don't do that. We don't have the individual people um, in, our, in our field of wellness talking to each other, realizing chronic depression. You know, you go someone to talk therapy. Well, what if the small lining of the, the small bowel is just disintegrated and we're getting proteins into the bloodstream and inflammatory response? There's no serotonin being made in the gut. I don't even have the raw materials to be happy. So I can talk it till I'm blue in the face, but it's a systems approach. And, and if you're going to wait for the medical system to turn around and be your savior, you're going to be dead before you see improvement, period. That's not like me being dramatic or, or making a threat. It's just true. It just systems don't change that quickly. You have to be the person that is going to drive your ship into wellness, period, period. And it is an ecosystem. You know, it's an ecosystem that takes, if you, you know, break and tear all the muscles in your shoulder, you know, it's not going to be better in a five-day detox. You know, it's going to take months and months and perhaps even a couple of years to get properly back as strong as it was. But for some reason, inside the body, we seem to think that it should all be rebalanced and adjusted in a very short space of time you know instead of going right we need to tend if it was the ocean or the amazon jungle we would know that it would take you know a couple of years to you know be, get back into balance but for some reason with the body we don't really understand the the, the daily tending of the ecosystem is really what makes it thrive yeah, a great thing for for listeners to do on this podcast is to Google how how long does it take the systems of the body to um, regenerate. Mm-hmm. Look at look at the the lining of the small intestine versus a bone, or uh-huh. versus a central nervous system. You know, you're going to see those tissues, the cells of the body. They do turn over. There's very few cells we have for life. Mm-hmm. They turn over. So if you're going to do a therapy to help correct a system. Are you giving it the appropriate amount of time to regenerate? That also seems from the neuroscience perspective as well, where this two-year figure comes up a lot, where the, uh, the embodiment of the, the new behavior um, or the embodiment of the can take, doesn't always, because I know some a lot of people can do it in less time, but you would have to know that laying down these new neural pathways that repetition practice to become a completely automatic embodied behavior may take that amount of time. So that you can imagine in in the West where we're so used to instant everything, you know, can be really quite a stretch for the mind to to Mm -hmm. think. 
and you know if you have serious um disease where time is of the essence if you like in terms of whether you're going to become disabled or whether you're you know heading towards death um the idea of two years can just seem out you know out with your capacity but if you go mm-hmm. into if you take the the toxic treatments that's going to take you know a year and a half to two years out of your life anyway mm-hmm. so it's just interesting how we you know we've kind of um compare you know i wouldn't do that for two years but i'll do that which seems to me like a much more miserable choice <laughs> yeah there's a um great book that i have on my shelf over here called cured which looks at radical remission of stage three and stage four chronic illness stage four cancers uh-huh. and and it's 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 all about an environment shift you know there's there's not a case in there that doesn't entail divorcing your narcissistic partner and picking up and moving communities and changing your diet and changing the air you're breathing. It's all of it. It doesn't mean that everybody that does that gets better or doesn't get better. It means that all these cases that are chronicled in this book of radical remissions have an environment change. Yes. And so you've really got to, that's, I think that's very exciting. It can also be very hard because I often hear the narrative that I am stuck where I'm at. I don't have the energy to change. I don't have, you know, it's, it's, it's too much. I could never do that. I don't have the finances. I don't have this. I don't have that. Um, we can always come up with excuses and it really is it's very hard, but I'll yes. go back to the epigenetic state of, of a very limited number of genes make mm-hmm. a, a really large number of proteins. Mm-hmm. And if you don't change the environment around that genetic material or that cell, you're going to keep getting the same system that's deficient. Yeah. So you, you've got to be the one to take ownership of that. And then you know, to go back to just the energetics or something, like you're saying, it's like, you got to give these things time. You got to give these things time, a state shift by playing relax all and amp coil is great, mm-hmm. you know, but you got to keep showing up, you got to keep doing it. And then you've got to take that state shift and you have to integrate it into your conversations. You have to integrate it into your bus rides, into your shopping experience, into how you tuck yourself into bed, how you shower yourself, all of it. You have to take yeah. that little bit of elevated lift and like build on that. That's just so Andrew Humanbrin talks about that top-down executive function. Mm-hmm. I spy food that I want to eat on the counter. I know it's shite, to quote you. <laughs> I know it's I know it's shite. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it and think about entertain the idea, and then I'm gonna say no, I'm not doing that. And then do that, you know, do that for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, and you will develop a habit around that where you will have self-control. And so you use this top-down executive function to make your own course correct. I love Andrew Huberman's podcast. It's oh, just, he's awesome. Oh, he's an absolute, what a soul he is. And just, he just puts it into such simple, understandable, interesting language. Yeah. He really does. Right. So let before we finish off, let's just finish back on the amp coil, because I would say the, the one thing really is the, the kind of um, repeated use, like you said, it's very much similar to, brushing your teeth and certainly if you're in low energy states or you know in in deep states of fear and apathy um you want to be on it what would you say is the minimum time per week you to be on it it's great to be on it three times a week yeah i think you can do great with two times a week but three times a week's awesome brilliant you know be plan plan for an hour yes you know even if you do a 30 minute journey Give yourself 
you know, be there, pick your journey, set your music, get your blanket on, you know, <laughs> put on some good music, right? Put on a nice smelling salt candle or whatever, whatever you're going to play and give yourself an hour with, with Amcoil. I, I did that all week this week. I've had a great week sleep, great week recovery. Um, I just had my second, I just had my second viral expression last week. I had the alpha early on. It was really intense. And then I had the Omicron, um, uh -huh. last week. So I was, I'm going through this, my, my period of recovering, right. Giving my body the raw materials it needs to build back. And when I'm tired, I shut the computer. I shut my phone. I go in the bedroom. I turn up, I close the curtains. I get my weighted blanket. I pick my journey, you know, maybe I'll do some meditation with like a brain tap and an amp coil, but I shut out the world and I go, and I go allow for the reboot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's shocking the different states in which I, sometimes I'm really refreshed. Sometimes I'm really tired mm -hmm. after that. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, I wiped, right. Yes. But then my body needed that. Yeah. My yeah. body needed that. I found that too. But again, I'm like, okay, great doesn't matter what what it does i know that the body's just processing and um, right i've done enough crazy things on this body to know to just allow it to do what it needs to do i know it's right it's the boss <laughs> yes totally totally <laughs> but yeah we we've done that as well we've got the room with the candle and the nice music and all of that um mm -hmm. and yeah as i say there's definitely people i think like i've seen to you before just taking time for yourself and mm -hmm. there's you know you're in that little room Nobody can get you <laughs> to interrupt you, et cetera. So that is that self-care that everybody's talking about right now. But I think there has never been a more important time to do that. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's that's a good place for us to stop for tonight. Um, and thank you for sharing your story. It's so inspiring. And um, yeah, there's you're going to be getting a lot of calls from Scotland. Re the amp coils. I think you've got one today, actually. Um, have you not got a Scottish call today? I might. <laughs> <laughs> I might. Uh, I think you have. So I love it. Yeah, amazing. And um, yeah, have a great weekend. Um, thanks again for your time, and I will chat to you real soon. It's wonderful speaking with you, Lilia. Pleasure to be on. You too. Thanks, hon. Yes. Ciao. Ciao.